Hello again, everybody. This is Dan Clauser, president of the Big Vision Foundation. Welcome back to our Stepping Up to the Plate podcast series. Today, I'm joined by one of our alumni, Stefan Croft. Stefan, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. No problem. Stefan, just want to talk a little bit uh, about your experience with uh, what was then Berkshire Baseball, both as a uh, player, coach, and uh, actually as our tournament director for a few years as well. And you were also a player for me when I coached up at Conrad Weiser Legion as well. So uh, let's just start at the, uh, you know, go back to the beginning and talk a little bit about, you know, some of the stuff you learned as a player, um, you know, under the Berkshire baseball umbrella, or you could even say um, as you were with Conrad Weiser back in the day as well, because it was obviously the same coaching philosophy at the time. Uh, the biggest thing that the the biggest thing that sticks out in my mind looking back is um, the bigger purpose of the game was always a factor. Uh, there wasn't just discussing the um, winning and losing. It was a real big focus on how you um, act as a person out on the field um, to each other, to your teammates as well as the opponents. Um, as a uh, as a player under your you know guidance there it was always you know more than that it was about learning life skills through the game uh, which is something that I still pass on to my children and to my players as a coach now uh, when as a tournament director and as a coach in the uh, Berkshire baseball organization it was just continuing that that philosophy you know teaching the kids that there's more to the game than just putting themselves out there on the field their their public service that they're doing um getting out there and helping you know um volunteering their time um not only to the organization but to the team themselves coming out to practice devoting the devoting their time their parents time appreciating those things um and just a lot of respect for themselves and for the game um so it's just a, a pay-it-forward type of philosophy. And really uh, kind of going back to the player aspect, I mean, you you really got the best of both worlds, uh, if you want to call it that, because um, when you played for me at Conrad Weiser, we didn't exactly have the, uh, the greatest team um, at that time. We were still kind of a startup program and, and up-and-coming and trying to, uh, you know, build a, a winning culture there. Um, and then when you played for me on our uh, Quad County Optimist League team, you're actually part of a championship team. So, um, you know, just talk to me a little bit about, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, you learned um, when you weren't on a winning team and how that might have helped you to be part of that um, championship team that we had in 2007 well on both the ends of those spectrums i was i was the young guy um back in my days with conrad weiser and we were just start up i was one of the younger guys on the team at that particular time and then um going back to the the quad county league where we won the championship i was one of the older guys at that point yeah your uh, your teammates affectionately coined the nickname crash davis for you 
Yeah, I was, I was you, the journeyman there. When you came on there, because you, you actually joined us a little bit after the season had started, um, and we uh, we had a catcher that had gone down and needed uh, needed another catcher at the time, and the uh, the guys came in, and you did bring a little bit of a different dynamic because you were uh, a little bit older than them. Mm-hmm. You had had a family. Mm-hmm at that time mm-hmm. um so i kind of interjected there but i guess just to continue what you were saying being the opposite end of the spectrum being one of the older players on that team yeah i mean so as a younger player it was um i i was really trying to listen to the game i was uh, very competitive and uh, i remember a few instances where i know you had to reel me back in a little bit you know because i would let my competitive get the best of me um, but i was always pushing to to better myself but then and it, as frustrating as it was to lose games, it also, you know, one thing that you've taught me that I pass on is that baseball is a game of failure and uh, that you have to learn to accept that failure. You know, if you get three hits out of ten, you're an all-star, you know, but it's a uh, something that I've kind of kept with me through that through that time. But then on the other spectrum there, when I got to be the older guy, um, it was more me trying to talk to, like, I was a catcher, so me talking to those pitchers. How do you calm them down? How do you get them to understand the situation of things? Um, and I just think that just comes from those early days of, of learning that philosophy and hearing it and then preaching it and then practicing it myself and then having the opportunity to pass it on to them. So it was kind of that Crash Davis type of idea, you know, where uh, he comes in and uh, wants to be a mentor <clears throat> while still being competitive himself. And you know, try to really uh, capitalize on that role as being a teacher. Yeah, and then when uh, you know you were at the at the time you were uh, studying to become a teacher, and um, you uh, you jumped in and filled a role for us as a tournament director, mm-hmm. um, which really encompassed uh, a really broad range of of tasks. Many, many, <laughs> many hats. Um, Getting up uh, very early in the morning, mm-hmm. staying up very late at night, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, very adventurous, some rainy weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one of our former interns, Fred Galino, still talks about the time we were moving a, uh, a pallet, pallet full of pallets, yeah. many pallets of mm-hmm. turfus, um, preparing for a rainy weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so just tell me about how that uh, experience might have given you a little bit different um, perspective, so to speak, from uh, from just playing in a tournament to actually seeing the nuts and bolts of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously, you had a little bit of an idea because you know one thing I don't want to necessarily leave out of this podcast that you're also my son-in-law. So, um, you know, you had a little bit of an inside track as some as far as how some of that stuff worked. But you know, really getting in there and getting uh, you know knee deep and elbow deep into it. I mean, what you know, what did you learn throughout those, I don't remember if it was two or three years that you'd done that for us? Yeah, one of the interesting things there is, um, as a player, I always like I always like to hang out a little bit afterwards and help out um, years ago and uh, help out in the concession stand, help clean the field up, things like that. But then I would get in my car and I would go, um, and that was the end of it. So even if it was a three-hour ball game, I may, I may have been there for three, four, or, or for the four or five hours total but then I would go home as the tournament director you know it was you know 
14 hours, 15 hours in some cases. Um, and uh, it was a lot. And I, I learned uh, how, how many uh, T-shirts and I could pack into my little Toyota and uh, how many uh, uh, bags of field dry I could put in there before <laughs> the trunk of my car was about to uh, scrape the ground. But it was, uh, it was a good experience. Um, it, you just learn that, you know, dedicating your time to a cause... Um, such as what Berkshire Baseball does, you know, takes a lot of effort and takes a lot of time. Um, and uh, But the reward um, far outweighs any of the stresses that you might have. Uh, the reward of being able to get, you know, young men and, and young women out on the fields, you know, to do, you know, to do what they love, to, you know, get the parents to see their children to play, um, to see them succeed and, um, you know, pass out the trophies, you know, the awards and such, you know, it really was great. And then um, a lot of the players would, you know, kind of do the same thing I did when I was a player. They'd hang out a little bit and, you know, direct a field, you know, or uh, or help out, you know, help rake the field. Um, but it's a lot of time. It's a substantial amount of time. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about the, those that are around you. Um, you learn to... Um, not be tolerant, but to understand frustrations at the same time. Um, but then in, at the end of the day, when it was all said and done, um, no matter what frustrations had arise from having to get up early and to take care of a field, there was always a, uh, you know, a pat on the back, you know, to each other to say, you know, this was great. You know, we did it. Uh, as frustrating as it was, it was, it was a wonderful thing to be a part of. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's hard to put it into words if people haven't actually experienced it. Mm-hmm. You know, they uh, a lot of times friends of mine will be like, you know, I don't know how you can spend, you know, 16, 18 hours at a baseball field. But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't really seem, you know, like work at that point. So well, there's a bit of a nostalgia to it, too. You know, the, oh, without the, a doubt. The, uh, there's nothing better that I like than to be at a, at a baseball field and to be on the grass, you know, reminisce and then think about the future. And I have... Um, my oldest, you know, Stephen Jr., he plays, you know, himself now, so to be, to have him become a part of that now, you know, is, is great, you know, see him play and such, you know, you, you just, you're reminiscing, you're dreaming, you know, that, that childhood, you know, fantasy is always there. Yeah, and you're, uh, you're actually now up in Salem, Massachusetts, you got a, uh, career as a teacher up there, um, and we're just about out of time here, but as we finish up here, just, um, you know, you were with us before we had signed the lease um, for the county fields, which are now the Big Vision Sports Complex. Um, you kind of saw us transition from Berkshire Baseball to the Big Vision Foundation. Um, but as you, you know, not being there every day to see that complex transform and kind of, you know, getting back here, you know, once every six months or once every nine months or whatever, and, and uh, you know, coming out, you know, to a tournament, um, you know, I guess just, you know, what thoughts go through your mind as you kind of saw that, you know, that complex transform? Uh, that was really exciting. It was nice to see, you know, something like that come to fruition, especially in this area. Um, it's, it's exciting. It's really exciting to see uh, a beautiful, you know, strip of land become useful in a way that's going to benefit not only you know, baseball, but, you know, the lacrosse and the soccer and just the, the community in general. 
Um, and the fact that it, the the outreach that Berkshire Baseball has be, becoming Big Vision Foundation, the outreach that it has in the, is stretching, you know, much much further, um, and that's only going to you know pay huge you know dividends in the end, you know, for not only the program but for everybody who it's whose lives have been touched as a result of it. Um, and I look forward to the day that we can come back and we can again become a part of it and uh, as, a, as not only just me but the rest of the family too. That's awesome. Well, um, thanks again for, uh, for joining me here today. Uh, appreciate, you know, everything that you've done for the organization in the past and love, uh, you know, hearing stories anytime uh, I get together with some of my old players, whether it's uh, someone who's a son-in-law or just somebody who's uh, just one of our players from from back in the day it's always great to be able to sit down and share some of those stories thank you very much for joining me tonight and uh folks out there listening as always be sure to check us out on our website at bigvisionfoundation.org